Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. You really adopted the dark. I was born in it. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bazinga. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast and baby slow. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. We're recording, and to the listener, uh, you got a sneak All peek right. into how we are determining how to start a Patreon and what you're going to get. So one of the things you will get will be the honorable mentions. Full frontal male nudity. And uh, <laughs> they get that for free already on my private only, only fans page. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, anyway, so we're going to have a Patreon to the listener. We're going to have a Patreon. We're going to do the honorable mentions and we're going to do a mountain based upon the honorable mentions. So it's going to be more interactive. And for those of you who already interact with us on social media, you'll know who you are. Uh, there's a lot of you and this will hopefully get more listeners to be like, let's fucking, uh, start. Cause my list is right. Maybe it is right. Maybe it is. Let's see what happens. My favorite part is that as opposed, it, it takes less effort for Neri to just do that long explanation than to just edit the episode so that it just starts like a regular episode. Yeah, that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. Alright, so uh, thank you for checking out the Mount Geekmore podcast, your favorite podcast to listen to four people uh, talk, debate, and argue over their top four, Mount Rushmore, if you will, of different pop culture subjects. Today's pop culture subject, as you can tell by looking at your listening device, is the Mount Rushmore of Sean Connery Rose. Again, these are roles of Sean Connery, not the actual movies per se, Your Honor. So, in uh, uh, R.I.P. to Sean Connery, and in respects to him and in honor of him, we are doing this episode, of course. He recently passed Absolute away legend. at the age of 90. Uh, he is a legend. He is an icon. Uh, will forever be missed. So, with that said, uh, I am Neri Science. I With me as usual is Dave. Howdy. And we have uh, Daniel. What up, y'all? And we have Jeff, who's uh, looking back at, like, if there's a fucking monster coming at him from behind or something. Sorry, you know, because League of Extraordinary Gentlemen's on the back there. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> it, does look like, it does look like a scene from Unfriended. It's the dark you, behind you. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, wait, I'm looking and just seeing if a shadow is going to come up behind. Well, let me know if I'm going to die, guys. All right. <laughs> uh, well, let's go off and start off with you, Jeff, because uh, on my phone, you are the uh, on the right there in the corner of my screen, uh, of which uh, the listener can go ahead and see on the YouTubes. We have uh, the YouTube, the MT Geekmore YouTube. We're doing, we're streaming the whole video. Uh, so make sure you guys I'm check I'm that out. I'm actually rearranging these so that they're going to be in the same order as... Uh is who you're calling them out. OCD okay. is real, people. OCD. I didn't even know that was real. an option. <laughs> yeah, it's, seriously, it's an option on the computer and not. Uh, yeah. Daniel, I got to be honest with you, man. The the fucking new glasses and the mustache is giving me fucking pervy vibes. Uh, the whole thing that just it's just. I'm not saying <laughs> I don't like it. The same as it's my beard's the yeah. same as it's been for I, year for I, years. I don't see the beard. I just see the mustache and I, and then uh, the glasses man. and then the glasses and I'm like, um, you look like you're gonna ask me to get in your van. Like that, they're my Edith glasses, that, man. It doesn't have windows. Is, the, is it, it's a windowless van, and you're just gonna like, hey, can we get inside? <laughs> and you I just, I was just watching Zodiac, <laughs> and you look like 
you could be in that movie right now. Like that's that's yes, I was watching that two days ago. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, All right. Anyways, Jeff, how did you uh, come up with your list? So, Sean Connery, like as you said, is an icon, and and what he brings. I noticed a, tr- a trend in his roles, so I'm trying to limit um, guys with accents. The the, the teacher, <laughs> but yeah, the guys with accents. The the teacher aspect of of Connery, which he did. He, he, a lot of his roles were that persona, the mentor. Um, but they were all fantastic. Yeah. Um, I was, I'm legitimately trying to not repeat from certain mountains that we previously just did because I'm going to talk about the same thing, but my heart may not let me do that because they're legitimately my favorite roles of his. So we'll see. We'll play it by ear. I've got a list. I'm literally just shooting it on the fly. All right. So we'll see what happens. Uh, DeBono, how did you come up with your picks? Um, well... Uh, I was voting kind of late and then I was having computer issues. So, uh, these are just kind of some gut feelings. I'm pro- I may make some audibles, uh, for the same type of reason Jeff is saying, right? Like there are certain ones of these roles that I really, that I think are some of Sean Connery's best roles slash some of my favorites, but also I've talked about them on other mountains. So I'm trying to figure out exactly kind of, uh, what I'm going to do with that element of it. But that being said, I'm, it's just kind of gut check time for me. I normally put a lot, a lot, a lot of time and narrowing down into these things that didn't really happen today. So uh, we're just going to kind of see how it goes. Ah, you're doing a nary. All right. It's yeah. a nary. Yeah, yeah, it's a nary. Bona nary very method. much is like me in, in preparing for these episodes. I need to know with enough time. So I can do my due diligence and research and make sure I feel happy. Uh, <laughs> Neri would give me so much crap for that. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give you crap for that. I just think it's like you I. Would, I mean, I wouldn't do it. I. I. I'd, I'm just like okay, yeah. I'm like so. What's I? I literally did the list while skipping David. David, how did you come up with your list, man? <laughs> um, you know me. Uh, in the past, I've always used any opportunity to talk about. Um, Indiana Jones and the Terminator and Star Trek and any of my favorite stuff. So I'm going to keep talking about all my favorite <laughs> Sean Connery roles. Uh, I love them in Terminator. Myself. What's that? I love them in Terminator. He was fantastic. Uh, he was he was so fantastic. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Are you Sarah Connor? I feel like we. I feel like that was a missed opportunity. I think James Cameron should have cast Sean Connery somewhere in the in the movie. Like, I'm not a main, but just somewhere in the movie. You know? Maybe is the police chief in the original one. Oh, I think Sean yeah. Connery could have been in any of the Schwarzenegger roles. That would have been amazing. Oh, like Julian uh, Kindergarten Cop. Oh, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> he he, he, he would have been, been great in junior. He would have been fantastic as a oh pregnant dude. <laughs> Not only is he a pregnant man, but he's a pregnant old man. Like, oh, fantastic. Yeah, and, and, no, try to explain twins. You keep DeVito, but you throw in Sean um, yeah, I made my selection. I, I pretty much knew, like, my selection. We were, to the listener, we were having a discussion where there was going to be um, specific roles that he played or movies. Like, just how are we going to, you know, like, distinguish uh, th- this mountain? And uh, to me, there's not much of a difference. There's, a diff- there's a, like, maybe one change that I would have done if it would have been based upon movie over, over, um, over role uh but uh, i didn't stress it much and then when i made the initial call the zoom call um 
to you guys uh, and you guys started coming in one by one. I was uh, on the computer just going through his IMDb to make sure, like, I just, again, it was it was a gut check. It was a heart. It was something that I've already had in my mind for, you know, these roles. Uh, we posted about it and when he passed away on the, the Geek Morris uh, Instagram. Uh, there are certain roles that I don't shut the fuck up about, and uh, that's going to continue today. Um, the only difference is today we have a five minute timer. Uh, that's it. That's the only difference <laughs> is that we're gonna we're gonna just make sure I don't go overboard. Uh, all right. So with that, are you doing the timer, Neri? Yes. Uh, okay. With that said, let's go on to our number fours. With the fourth pick, number four, round four. I'm in no mood for your wife's crack. Let's get it on. All right, Jeff, hit me with your number four, man. Okay, so my number four is going to be something out of the box for me. I've never really talked to you guys about this movie, but I rewatched this movie recently, and I realized how amazing his particular role in this film is. My number four is, and I'm going to pronounce his name wrong because I tried five different times, is Captain Marco Remius from The Hunt for Red October. You know, that was like just barely not my number four. <laughs> what? There's, there's, I, I, he's what? so great in this. How yeah. are you? Like, I had money on you, Dave. I had money that this would be on your mountain. <laughs> yeah. You're already, we're, we're 30 seconds in right, and you're so already costing me money, dude. Election night. Here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that we're doing this based on his role and not on the movie. Because if we were doing movies, this would have made my mount. Okay. See, for me... The reason why his role is because, and, and it's, it's with these Jack Ryan movies, you know, like you, you don't know the whole time. You're like, is he really defecting? Is he not defecting? Yeah. What's he doing? Wait, why is he doing that? Hold on. What's this <laughs> one? And he's, he's got this way of, of playing that character throughout the entire movie where you don't, you're never comfortable. You can, you, you don't know how it's going to, what's going to happen until finally, you know, I'm not, I'm not spoiler alert. You end up finding out that he's, you know, decides to defect, and then there's that made-up Christopher Columbus line that he gives to um, to Jack Ryan at the end, and that Jack Ryan's like, "Welcome to the new world." Like, but but I just love it. This is Connery. To me, this is Connery being as straight-laced as you can get Connery to be. You know, you don't really get the the smart aleck wits per se from Connery on this. This this is this is like. This is Connery being just, he's a, he's a sub commander and he's not like you're going to hear in my number three and my number two, the smart aleck, like wisecracking character. Um, he's, he's this guy who's, you think he's conflicted throughout the movie. You don't know what's going to happen, you know, and he doesn't let you know what, what he's, what he's really thinking until towards the end when you, you actually realize what's going to happen. And I just absolutely love, I, I was never, super duper into these types of movies as I got older I started getting into them my dad loved Sun for October but now I can appreciate it more and I just think he's he's fantastic in the role um, so I mean that's why I put him as my number four I, I think that um, this might be the role where you and this is kind of indicative of his his work in in the 80s where um, he really starts to act and like kind of flex his acting chops, uh, which you saw early in his career. But after Bond, it was kind of just different variations of himself, uh, which is fantastic because that's what we wanted to see. 
you know, kind of like John Wayne or Humphrey Bogart, you know, you knew what you were getting when you went into a Sean Connery movie. And this was so different mm-hmm. for him. And, and I, he, he really is a fantastic actor. This showed range as set for him as opposed to the stuff that he kind of used to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's why I picked it as my number four. I'm, a, I'm upset at myself for not coming in the moment you mentioned John Wayne and not hitting the... That'll be that day. Uh, <laughs> very upset at myself. I was like, don't be rude and cut him off and let him talk. And then you guys finished talking immediately. I was like, oh, fuck, the timing is way off now. How, how many episodes has it been since I mentioned John Wayne? Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't... You alternate, man. You go between, you know, Schwarzenegger and Harrison Ford and and John Wayne and you, you kind of go back and forth a little bit. Um yeah. uh, Talk about Harrison Ford a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Hunt for Wait, Red like October. Hunt for Red October. I, I'm I, I'm not the biggest fan of the movie, uh, but I love his performance. Um, his performance to me makes uh, that movie uh, like we. I'll, I'll watch it again for that performance for him. Uh, it, it's not even my favorite Jack Ryan movie. Oh no! But I love his close. performance. Yeah, yeah but. But his performance, his performance his, is great. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of that movie, but I yeah. do. I'm a, I, him in that role is fantastic. Uh, so, what's his name again? Uh, oh, his name Captain Marco with a K. Ramius R A M I U S. Like you're gonna spell it either way. Marco what? Ramius R A M I U S. U S. All right. Hunt. <laughs> All right, uh, right on, man. And you came in uh, with ten seconds to spare. Good for you, brother. Good for you. All right, uh, Debona, what do we got for our number four? Uh, so for my number four, this is one where I, I think I'm leaning more on this one as being more about the movie as a whole. But I'm still going to leave it here because I think that his part in it was very good, and I do really enjoy uh, this particular role. My number four is King Agamemnon from uh, Time Bandits. You know, we were like three seconds, but he was so good. <laughs> it's it's such an absolutely small. It's damn near a cameo. Yeah, it's a brief role, and, and I, I know that there are so many films that he's started that deserve these spots. But he's so good for these. Uh, he later shows up as a fireman too, by the way. Uh, but uh, he's so good in his very limited screen time. And so, on the one hand, yes, this is because I love the movie Time Bandits. But on the other, it's also because the power that he has to steal, to be memorable in the very short amount of time he has in that movie as King Agamemnon, I think speaks volumes to um, what he, you know, what he can do and what he, uh, you know, not what he did before, what he went on to do. Time Bandits was early 80s, I want to say 81, 82. And the fact that he had come from doing so much, managed to steal an, an entire scene just right in the middle of this movie as King Agamemnon, a movie that's full of people that you know because it's yeah. the whole flying circus cast. Yeah, I mean, right. these these are people you know if you're a Monty Python fan. And he still manages to just completely chew up all the scenery that he's physically allowed to have. <laughs> and it's just and it's just it's it's an absolutely spectacular role to happen so quickly and I just I 
be I would I would feel bad if I let this whole mountain so go good. without letting people know that if you've never seen Time Bandits for a very brief window in that movie, Sean Connery <laughs> has an absolutely stellar performance as King Agamemnon. <laughs> him and him in that movie is like like Matt Damon when you're watching Euro Trip for the first time. Like, yeah. like he just shows up for like a minute yeah. of the movie, and you, that's what you remember from. And it, it's the most memorable part. <laughs> yes, and it's and it's it's what you always like and when you think back on it. And it's always great if you can find somebody to that'll watch Time Bandits with you that's never seen it. And I've, you I've never seen them. it. This shot, uh, well, oh, well, really? You, well, you know he's going to show up at some point now, but man, the the look of shock on someone's yeah. face when Sean Connery shows up in this goofball movie yeah. is is fantastic. And like I said, very short role, but very, very fun and uh, very memorable. So King Agamemnon from Time that. Bandit. I love that picture. It's a great picture. <laughs> All, right. All right. Uh, right on. Um, Dave, what do we got for number four? All right, uh, because I love treading water that I've already been in before. Uh, my number four is uh, Jim Malone from The Untouchables. Oh, table. All right. <laughs> oh, you know, go ahead and cement that spot later on because yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't not have that one. Uh, I like the fact that he's like, yeah, that one. He was actually in that one. He spoke. He did lines. Uh, <laughs> headlines <laughs> <laughs> all right my uh so that's a timer and my number four is uh is king arthur and first night oh great pick. Oh, good. Uh, i so good i think uh it's um king arthur has been played by a lot of people and right and a lot of amazing actors uh a lot of them british um but uh uh and clive owen um but uh <laughs> but uh i gotta be honest with you i you know it's one of those things where when i was watching uh first night i kind of didn't know what i was watching at first correct because it's not like the super fantastical like hey there's merlin the magician type of shit uh king arthur right. story uh but when i saw sean connery pop up on screen and he's like oh that's king arthur i'm like yeah no, that sounds about right. That's like it fucking it's <laughs> yeah. it's that fuck yeah, it's that glove that just fits. So you go, yeah, this is uh I could yeah, this is it. This is it. like it was perfect sense to me. Uh it took me a little while longer j- to come to terms with Richard Gear being Lancelot. Uh I was like, he's old though, right? Like he's fucking old, right? Like are we not gonna fucking say he's old, but um, that wig didn't say he but was old. dude, that hair though, <laughs> that hair was legit. That hair, yeah, yeah, it was great. That hair was Lancelot, sir. Oh That's what God. counts. Yeah. Well, Lancelot was blonde, but whatever. Sure, I mean, whatever. We want to skip over that part. Um, yeah, no, I so yeah, exactly. It's all fake, brother. <laughs> no, in my mythology, he's gotta be blonde. <laughs> I'm one of those fucking people. Uh, that's the same. I've had this same argument with fucking the other way around when I talk to people about uh, the, um, what you might call it, the King Arthur movie that came out with, uh, what's his name? With Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah, that one. Uh, Guy, Ritchie, Guy Ritchie's King Arthur. And I was like, this movie's amazing. Oh, yeah. And they're like, it's not like the fucking story. I'm like, it's all made up, you fucking dummy. It's all made up. 
You fucking ugh. I mean, I think to date, I think the most accurate is a king, kid in King Arthur's court. I think that's the most accurate <laughs> to the legend. Remember that cartoon <laughs> where the fucking football team went back in time and became the fucking uh, King Arthur? Yeah, the the knights of the knight um uh, knight. It, it was a knight of Camelot. No, fuck. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and they all had like they were like robotic, like knights of the round table. It was like, great. The armor looked like robotic, but it was fantastic. King it was like the knights of justice. There yeah. it is. There it is. There yeah, it is. and I was like, this is it. This is like I'm like totally fine with this fucking. <laughs> I never saw that. Um, Oh, oh my God! Dave, you would have loved that, Dave. It's it like was... gargoyles with fucking King Arthur and time travel. Yeah. Oh, this sounds great. <laughs> yeah, like I'm in. It's yeah, it's I'm one in. of those things that you know. Honest to God, I couldn't remember it until I just Googled it, and it's like it just like revived memories because I, I remember this now that I'm seeing screenshots. It's like when somebody reminded me that Cops was a cartoon, and I went and looked it up and was yeah. like, Oh my DVD. God, I remember I have, this. I yeah. have the DVDs. I got them at Fye. They had this whole series, yeah. and I bought that. Fighting crime in a future time. I had that. <laughs> That was my favorite. Anyway. The guy, the guy with the arm. Fuck, it's crime fighting time. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, yeah of course. Come on. He opened up his trench coat and he had machine guns in his chest. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yes, I remember this. I remember this now that I've seen pictures. So King Arthur is my pick. Uh, in first night, uh, there's nobody in Hollywood, uh, past or present, that I would rather have as my. Uh, as my King Arthur, in especially in the elder time of his life. Uh, you know what I mean? Because you could have a young King Arthur and the way he came up and stuff like that and the telling of that part of the story, and that's all great and dandy, and I love it still. Um, but if you're gonna, if I'm going to cast a movie, my fantasy draft of King Arthur, I'm going to fucking put uh, Sean Connery in that role. That's going to be my pick. I can't knock you on that. Yep. So, all right, and that's it. Uh, 52 seconds to spare. God damn, I'm good. All right. Um, so for number fours, we have Captain Marco Ramius uh, from Hunt for Murder October, King Agamemnon, 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 yeah, whatever. Agamemnon. Agamemnon. Mama. Anemone. Anemone. All right, kid, don't hurt yourself. Uh, <laughs> time from Time Bandits. Uh, Jim Malone from Unto Jubos. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Uh, and uh, King Arthur from First Night. Those are our number fours. Let's move on. Round three. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. So our number threes. Uh, what do you got for number three, uh, Jeffrey? It's gonna get tabled probably, but my number three is Professor Henry Jones Senior. That is actually my number three. Okay, so we talk about it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Tor so, and Dr. Um, I, Jones. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I actually, these, the guys know I rewatched this movie today, um, and I, I rewatching it. I guess as you get older you notice things and you catch different things that growing up, you know, unless you're Dave, you don't really catch those things because they, <laughs> but, um, you know, what I love about Henry Jones senior is that he's, he's, he's actually such a flawed character and he's, he's not suave by any means as opposed to be like, like he's intelligent. He's a professor, but he's not the indie type of archaeology. Even, and even indies like clumsy a lot of times, he just gets lucky in the way he does it. But, like, throughout the movie, you see that, you know, Indy's trying to tell this, tell him, 
you weren't a good father. Like you used to treat me like crap. But in reality, he is because he made him the intelligent person that he is today. But he did it in a kind of a shitty way where Indy really didn't get a dad. And then you have that you have you see him kind of progress from when they first meet each other in the German castle or in the cat. It wasn't in Germany, but in the castle. Um, castle Brunwald. Brunwald. Yeah, no, it wasn't yeah. Germany. Um, and then and then at, even just in that time from when they're to they escape, you start to see this development. And then even at the end, he tells them he's like, the best adventure was this because I realized he basically tells him I realized that you know your this the adventure was getting to become close to you in a way that I never allowed you to yeah. because you know because I thought that I was doing the right thing and I I love it and but I love the fact that like he really isn't this is one of those roles of of, of um, Sean Connery's where he's not slick he's not suave he's not you know he's not debonair. But you, you can, you're right, but you can still see where, where Indy gets some of that from. Right. Because I, I love that scene um, after they've been discovered in Castle Brunewald. And, uh, and Indy asks him, he goes, how'd you know she was a Nazi? He goes, she talks in her sleep. Yes. <laughs> he says, why did you trust her? I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, and, and it's great. Um, but you also see some of that, like, very quick, like, I'll make it up as I go along. That's one of my favorite lines from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, you see that in, in Senior, in that movie, too, when, like, they're, they're escaping and these planes are hounding yeah. them. And then, like, he takes out the umbrella, the umbrella and yeah, I fucking love that. Scene. I suddenly remembered but, my Charlemagne. Yeah, <laughs> like, so, like su- such a such a great scene where you see that he's not totally totally worthless. You know, um, he's just he's not used to this. You know, he is the more typical archaeologist. Like right. like Indy says in the beginning of the movie, seventy percent of archaeology is done in the library, and right. that's been his father. Well, and he even tells him, like, Senior tells him, he goes, is this what you call archaeology? When they were, like, when they were getting into the fights and running away, he's like, this is what you call archaeology? Because they're they're from different schools of thought. But you see... Well, Senior's from the school of thought of an archaeologist. And right, <laughs> Indy's the let's yeah, Indy's like I, let's I love, break. I love when he when he cracks that vase over Indy's <laughs> yeah. head, and he's like, oh no, he goes, it's a fake. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then Indy's like, oh, and my head's okay too. Thanks for asking. Yeah. like, no, I'm talking about the vase. But it's but like, you, you you do see that like that relationship starts to be repaired when they're on the zeppelin, right? And yeah. and and, and Indy oh, kind of comes out and he tells him this and his and his dad's like i'm here now let's talk what do you want to talk about and andy's like well i don't know yeah what the, what the fuck are you complaining about we we have an adventure to go on and we're here together now let's do this you right. know so it, it, in his own way you're right he he is he is a good father in his own way right and then they both kind of see that at the end like as as it progresses they both see where they're both wrong and they're both right. You oh, know? And, yeah, and, and him calling uh, Indy, Indy at the end, yeah. when he says, you know, he says Junior, and then he finally says Indiana, and he looks right. up at him. Uh, oh, it gets me every time, man. 
And I just love uh, Indiana was a dog's name. And then yeah. And just, you, know. <laughs> you named him after the dog? <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it's, it's, it, I, 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 I love it. And I picked him on here because he's, he's one of the characters. When I look at my list, he's one of the, the characters that I can see that isn't really like any of the other ones. He doesn't, he has that slickness, but to an extent, but he's more, he, he's kind of a, not to, I, I guess goofball is not the best term because he's not really a goofball, but he's, but a he's, fuck up. Right. That's a good term. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a fuck up. So I, I think this is, this is one of those characters that isn't, he's not quote unquote perfect. He's when real. you like, when you look at something. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's very real. And, and you, you see that realness come out, uh, uh, occasionally. And when it does, it's just, you know, it's delivered in a way only he can, you know, like the, you know, I've lost him. And I never told him anything. You know, like <laughs> that's, I, I, I love I love when he gets human. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love the I love the pick. I, I, Last Crusade is is a spectacular movie. I, I can't really add anything to what you guys said. <laughs> uh, you guys you guys analyzed Sean Connery in that film far more than I ever did. <laughs> Yeah, I like the movie. I was like, no, I love the movie. This is the only. Oh, this I is like, too. this is the, this is the like Indiana Jones that I truly love, uh, and uh, and even though I don't think it's negative to say this, uh, I feel like the other ones are a bit um, uh, overhyped. But Last Crusade is like a phenomenal fucking film. Like I think, uh, and that might be I, I might be impartial because Last Crusade was the first one I saw, the first indie that I saw. So I might be impartial to uh, to that. But it's a great. I mean, but you guys like what the bonus said. You guys analyzed the fuck out of that character. I was like, oh, cool. You you see where he comes from in this movie. Yeah, yeah. You see how he became the person that he yeah. is. Today. I like the part with the fucking birds. Get- that was cool. that was it all right Uh, wait i would i should have get so i should have given the book to the marx brothers (laughs) like when when you brought the book to germany i sent it away on purpose Um, you don't all right sent it off to him (laughs) uh the bono what is your number three uh my number three i believe is gonna stay table because it's jimmy malone yeah that's gonna stay table yeah okay Mm-hmm. And my number three is uh, Dr. Robert Campbell from Medicine Man. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I uh, have an affinity for this movie. Um, I first watched it in uh, seventh grade in, uh, I think maybe six, I think it was sixth grade or seventh grade in geography class. <laughs> don't know why but we fucking watched this movie uh and i loved this fucking movie uh it was legit uh i went home and rented it because i was like i I can't see this fucking 40 minutes at a time i gotta i want to see the whole thing um and it stayed with me and it's one of my favorite movies of of his uh to this day and it's uh one of my favorite roles uh he does play that um that uh what what are we talking about here the um that teacher like mentor yeah the mentor uh and uh he plays a mentor to another doctor he's a doctor in the rainforest and he's trying to find a cure for cancer 
and they whatever company and, and the chick from Goodfellas, the right? Chick from Goodfellas, aka the therapist from Sopranos. Uh, she was in like that's the doctor that's in over, and she has like a wedding. Like her wedding is gonna be like in eight months or whatever it is. And the movie, not to spoil anything for a thirty-year-old movie, but the movie, it gets to the point where they finally find what's like the cure for fucking cancer right uh and um the the thing is they can't reproduce it because of all the 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 cutting down of the fucking rainforest that the that the white corporations are doing so then the movie ends with them going on a hike looking for more specimens of being able to duplicate that that thing but again like that mentor role uh, role that he played um, that he's played before in so many of the films, uh, but the way he did it in this one was like he was a big like he didn't want to play that role. It's like he was in that he, he got thrusted he got that thrusted upon him, and they're like, oh, you know, she shows up and she's like, I'm from New York, and they they sent me to blah blah, blah to like she's supposed to like uh, replace him at some point, and he's like, get the fuck out of here. like he doesn't want anything to do with her, and throughout the movie they come to realize that um, they actually do like each other, but it's a situation where the science is above all. So that's wh- that's where their common goal is. Like we're both scientists, um, and uh, I-, I love that role. His at, at that you know, and the whole movie is basically just him and Lorraine Bracco. Like yeah, yeah, like the jungle, pretty, just- yeah. Like it's basically just them carrying the entire movie. Yeah, and they, and they use real indigenous uh, and they and they and they use real indigenous people. Um, and I remember my, my, my geography teacher was like, this isn't like, uh, dances with wolves where they got American actors to play the role of the Sioux Indians. Uh, this is real indigenous people. She didn't say indigenous, but you get what I'm saying. It was fucking 1990. Uh, and then I was like, yeah. So that's one like tidbit fact that stayed in my head or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. That's not a bad term as far as I know. No, no. But indigenous is the correct term she should have used, but she did not use that term. Oh. what I'm trying to say she didn't use that term it was 1990 nobody was using indigenous back then nobody was using it like uh, I'm like oh boy uh, so yeah uh, <laughs> Dr. Robert Campbell for uh, Medicine Man um, yeah again this is one of those things where this movie would have made this role would have made my list whether we were doing movies or role. I really enjoy fucking Madison Man. Like it's, like it is a master class in acting. Uh, from from both of them, this chick does a great job too. Um, and I I I really enjoy this fucking movie. So Doctor Robert Campbell, forty one seconds to spare. Bam. All right. Uh, so the number threes. Oh, I'm sorry. He played a lot of doctors. Now that I think about it. He did. Yeah, yeah. Robert. The accent. Yeah. Our mentor character. All right. So our number threes are Dr. Jones Sr. for Indiana Jones Last Crusade. Uh, Jim Malone from The Untouchables. Dr. Jones Sr. from uh, uh, Indiana Jones Last Crusade. And Dr. Robert Campbell from The Medicine Man. Medicine Man. All right. Here we go. Round two. Dose, the sequel to Uno. All right. So. All right. Uh, Jeff, what do we got for our number two, man? 
So for my number two, um, this is the reason why I don't have Jim Malone on my mountain as much as I adore that character is because he's Table. a teacher role in that character. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just oh, fucking right. with you. I'm just fucking oh. with you. Just... Um, and this character that I picked is also a, a teacher character in the movie. And after uh, rewatching it today, um, I had to, to bump it up and at least talk about it. Um, I'll give the full name. Uh, Juan Sanchez Villa Lobos Ramirez from The Highlander. Yes. Um, such a, mm, such a, <laughs> I, I was able I, to rewatch this today. I rewatched it in the hospital. I just I watched oh, it. I watched he, it for the first so time. I watched it for the first time like three months ago. Was it like three months ago? Remember when I was watching it? <laughs> it is such a ridiculous fucking movie. Such a ridiculous. No, I, uh, absolutely. Like it's the uh, best way so, possible. In a, yes. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah. In the best Honorable way possible. mention for me, man. I just I couldn't find a way to get him in here with some of these other people just right. based on that role i couldn't but oh god i love the pick so much. yeah no his 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 portrayal i mean the first time you, you meet him in the freaking movie is he jumps over them while they're about to have sex on horseback and it just is like hey what's up how are you doing and, and he's, he's wearing a fucking peacock he's wearing a peacock and he's, he's he introduces himself from spain but he's really egyptian and but with a scottish accent because you know, which I guess you can buy. Maybe he's pretending in the Highlands. Uh, also, Christopher Lambert, a French guy, was playing a, a Scottish guy. So I mean, let's not let's not cut too deep here. <laughs> well, but, 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 but not like, since but, but like, not since Van Damme played Colonel fucking uh, Guile, uh was <laughs> was an ethnicity played so correctly in a film. Let me tell you something. Wait, let me, so what about the white guy who played the Indian guy in Short Search? <laughs> Oh my god! You mean the bad guy from Hackers, sir? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that was Bromface until like two years ago, a year and a half ago, when I'm watching fucking Aziz Ansari's show uh, on Master of None, and they talked yeah. about it, and I was like, "What is that?" Like I had to fucking Google. I had no idea how much I was. Ugh. Uh. So the reason I pick Ramirez, um, and it's oh, it's tough because I love Jimmy Malone. I absolutely love him. But Sean Connery is Ramirez. The reason why I went with this is because Ramirez, he's an immortal who isn't necessarily looking for all. He's not looking for the power. He understand. He he literally goes there, finds Connor, and says, "I'm going to train you to survive." Like I know that there's this quickening that's going to happen. And everybody's going to be drawn to it, and everybody's going to be drawn to fighting each other. So there's only one. Because there's only one. But he doesn't care. Gathering. He wants the gathering. Sorry. Because quickening is when they, they get the power. Sorry. It's, yeah. The force. Um, yeah. Yeah. The gathering. <laughs> so the force, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can run with a deer. Um, but like, <laughs> um, but the thing is, it's true. There's that scene where they're on the Yeah, oh, I know. The I know. I, um, I love but, this movie so much. Yeah, no, it's so ridiculous. But, um,. <laughs> The quickening I, also allows him to come back to life in the second one. Yeah, right. Yes. With that awful movie nobody talks about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with Christine, I argued it. She's like, that's the best Mario Van Peebles movie. I'm like, ma'am, uh, Jaws for the Revenge. Uh, solo exists. So let's solo, slow down. No, she said solo. That's right. Said, um, There's also a movie called Black so, Panther that was really fucking good. But whatever. Let's, I mean, let's, yeah. Mario Van Peebles and Black Yeah, man. Yeah. Not not the Black Panther Marvel's Black Panther. There was a Black oh. Panther prior. Oh, no, that wasn't the name of the no, but it wasn't called Black Panther. You're talking about the movie about the story of the guy who founded the Black. Panther. Correct. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, but that's not called Black Panther. Is it not? I don't, I, I don't think so. Oh, now you got me. Now you got me. Look it up. I'll look it up. You keep talking. You keep talking. I'll look it up. Talking, talking, look it up. up. Uh, all right. So, so the thing with with Ramirez too is is there's this a beautiful scene where they're walking through the village, and this is one of the things that sold me on him. And he sees Connor with with the, the the new love of his life after he gets shown from the village, and he tells him he's like, you you have to leave her. With the type of people we are, you can't have kids. I fell in love with this Egyptian woman and, and also this Japanese woman that, you know, that's how he got his sword, which then Connor ended up taking. But, and he talks about the whole story of how he got the sword. And he's like, when she died, I was a wreck. I was miserable. I couldn't, I didn't want to live anymore. I don't want that for you. You need to end this because it's going to be the best thing for you. You know, he, you can see that Ramirez, despite having this ability, despite being this person that he knows that there can be only one, there can only, you know, ultimately, according to the lore, he should be fighting this person. But instead, he takes the time to train him and to prepare him and to to show him the way so that he doesn't suffer like Ramirez did. And I just found that absolutely beautiful. So that that's that's one of the things. like it, it's I, I I just adored how that how that went about. You know, and then even when he's facing death with Kurgan, he he's you know saying, "Oh, this woman's mine. This woman is because he knows Kurgan wants Connor, mm-hmm. so he's doing everything in his power with his dying breaths to protect the, her, protect Connor, and and keep you know keep it going. And he's he's so selfless in that, you know. And and I I absolutely just I, I realized I remember loving that character when I first saw this movie years ago, and rewatching it again now I. I I rekindled that appreciation, which is why I was like, I need to talk about this today. Like I have to. Yeah, um, man. Like, like I said, it's it's an honorable mention for me. It's it's such it's such a spectacular movie. I, I mean, and it's in its goofiness and, and it's fun to watch. But you're right in a movie that is so goofy and so outlandish. She really does portray a role that ends up becoming very relatable and something that you absolutely buy into as being yeah, this teacher father figure type thing. Right. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, that's my number two. The movie was called Panther. Yeah, he played played Stokely Carmichael. Yeah. Panther. Okay. So I was way off. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just fucking with you. No, I was like, I was Yeah, I, um... Yeah, you guys like this movie way more than I do. I think this movie would be great as a fucking remake. I gotta be honest with you. I know you guys hate remakes, but I think no. that the special effects would be would would like help this that story. I think is a great story. I just think the way it was shot and acted in they've was tried, horrible. They've tried <laughs> to make newer ones with varying degrees of success. I've watched everything with the word Highlander ever attached yeah, to it. Endgame and was like re- more. Endgame was like what in like when like mid two thousands, right? Yeah, yeah like two thousand five. Endgame was not terrible. That, um, that, was, that was the one where they brought in the Highlander from the Connor. show, right? Duncan, Duncan and Connor. Connor, yes. Yeah, that, that was, was two, that was good. That was two thousand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I it's time for a re- I think it's, tw- it's been twenty and, and years. Again, I picked. Yeah. And again, remember, I picked the character, not the movie. No, I feel like, like, like right. Yeah, oh, no. like like I can I can agree with you that the movie's from Paquete. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> I love it every fucking second of it, and when Kurt Kurgan in modern day, I love the fact that he fucking he looks like he's wearing velvet. Is he wearing velvet? 
Is that what the fuck like that? Like oh, it yeah. just it's, yeah, it's like a velvet like musketeer. Outfit. It's so it's like, fucking oh. great, so out of place. It's like uh, it's so out of fucking place. Giant yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I thought he had a did he have a feather earring? Is that what, at one point? Is that what he had? I, he might have switched it out. I know he had the big pearl. Oh like, right, the yeah, 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 big yeah. Pearl. Um, all right. So Ramirez and Highlander. Uh, Debono, what do you got for your number two? Uh, my number two is one that we have talked about multiple times on this podcast for different reasons, uh, and he's absolutely got to be on here. It's Sir John Patrick Mason. That is he's my number um, two as well. That is also my number two. Yeah, he's my honorable uh, mention because that's another one that I had to like. I love it. So yeah, I mean, we've we have we have. Like like Dave said, we've treaded this water many, many times. <laughs> Federal agents, Nick Cage movies. I mean, if we were to do Bay movies or whatever, you know, it all shows back up. But it's because I think that we're all just right around the right age to where this movie came out at the exact right time to be not only just one of the most memorable and quotable movies that we've got going, but just this absolutely incredible character who is while in a room with a chemical super freak on the other side of what makes a knowledge coin, right? You hear people say there's book smarts and there's street smarts. He's like the street smarts version of Goodspeed, right? Goodspeed's got all the, he's got all the book knowledge and Mason is, is the street smart and it makes them such a good team. And bizarrely, ends up in like a teacher role again in this. That's what's so crazy about it. He's this buried in a hole, completely disavowed uh, British federal agent who managed to escape from Alcatraz and now doesn't exist anymore. And so they, they play him up as like this terrible, awful guy still ends up in the teacher role, still ends up just being ridiculously quotable, plays his action scenes. Well, outsmarts anyone and everyone when given the opportunity it's it's a role that, that we like as we can just never get away from because it is that good yeah i the only thing i would disagree with you on is the sense that is that what you said uh i think is all correct i would add that um he's also the brains He's also well educated. He also knows, uh, you know, knows Latin, and uh, that's what kind of throws him off at first about Goodspeed. Is when Goodspeed knows Latin, and he's like, "Oh, an educated man." That rules out the fact that you're a field agent. And he's like, "No, no, I'm a field agent. Right. I'm a field agent. No, no, for real, for real, bro. I'm a field agent." <laughs> yeah. And um, but he's super educated, uh, and I think that all the years that he spent in jail he educated himself i'm assuming this is the, this is just me fucking adding you know who knows he could have been fucking super educated <laughs> tell us more this of his backstory yeah this uh, is our fan <laughs> canon of the rock that's how much we love it yeah. I've, I've done fan fiction uh for this pack <laughs> patrick mason uh he's I, again he's uh he's fantastic in that role he does um you know when when he does that fucking MacGyver shit with the with the with the soap w- rope with the rope soap whatever the oh, fuck is yeah is. and uh, underneath the the, the um, underneath the uh, the sheet while he's getting a haircut uh, I think it's fantastic man I, I again everything about this movie you're right we've talked about it at nauseum and uh, I'm okay with that because this movie is fucking awesome yeah, yeah. yeah. but and and the thing is it's it's funny because like. With Patrick John Patrick Mason, every, there's a there's this whole thing online that they're saying that it, it's it's 007 when he retired. Yeah, you know, like, that's, <laughs> that's kind of what I always um, pictured this as 
Um, and it wasn't necessarily that he learned a whole bunch of stuff while he was in prison. Uh, cause I got kind of the, the impression that he was just ignored. They didn't let him go to the library, get all these books. Uh, but to be a secret service agent, you, you need to be, you know, a pretty smart guy, you know? And I, I kind of pictured, you know, if James Bond, um, completed a mission that maybe went sideways and the British secret service just disavowed him and said, Hey, uh, yeah, we don't know who this guy is. That's kind of what would happen. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I still think he read books in the library. And that's all right, fucking thing. Um, but yeah, man, he uh, uh, it's a great role, great role. John Patrick Mason, he made he's made my mountain on every time I've gotten a chance to put him in. He's like, uh, bring out John Patrick Mason. Um, <laughs> but he's uh, he's fantastic, man. He's he's everything with, with the bonus that he's you know he just this movie hit so much for so, so hard for so many of us uh, in this time frame. Um, all right, so for that was our number twos. Uh, our number twos were Ramirez from Highlander, and then thrice John Patrick Mason from The Rock. So guess who's making the final mountain, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it. Like I'm 100. John Patrick Mason is the making thing is, a it's really not a bad pick for Sean Connery. No, there is. Uh, that uh, movie that I never saw that Dave mentioned. The before. one that's playing behind you isn't great either. <laughs> isn't great either. Not as but bad. His role, not, but his role, but his fantastic. It's good. He's good as Alan Quartermain. Just the addition of Tom Sawyer to that, which yeah, is really yeah, yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wasn't even racist in the movie, which that's not Tom Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, remember, you're the only only person that I know, the only other person I know that watched this. Remember that JCVD series on Amazon yeah. Prime? Yeah. When he yeah, was, Tom Sawyer? One day he was Stop doing it. the John Stop Sawyer. You guys got to watch this. It's on Amazon Prime. It was like... It was like a Huck Finn horror movie. But it, but he was... But the thing is, he's a he's an actor playing himself and damn, but he's actually a secret agent. So he takes these yeah. movie gigs to put him in places where he could do like hits. On, like he's a real life secret stuff. agent, but he's also... <laughs> But he's also a world famous but he's martial also artist, John Claude. Yeah, yeah John Claude Van Damme. Like one of the movies he films in it is he's Huck Finn, so he's literally in like the shirtless, like jeans, like. And then like, the like, guy, uh, and then the guy that plays like N word, the guy that plays N word, uh, what is it, yeah. Edward Jim? He Jim. goes, hey, <laughs> yeah. They, so that his character name was N word Jim. Like that's yeah, the actual not, character not name. I'm not editing here. This is the way he said N-word Jim. So he ends up hooking up with the girl that he likes and he goes, My girl's fucking N-word Jim. <laughs> like it's just, it's, <laughs> 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 the show is so it's fucking so great. It's so yeah. great. I wish I would have picked it up for a second season, but it's so fucking great, man. Uh Amazon Prime kids, check that shit out. Um, all right. Uh, what do we got for? So wait, so are we so, not doing audible so mentions? Shouldn't at all? we do them in the show since uh, we're not recording them after? Uh, sure. I guess. I mean, you want to be technical about it. Uh, <laughs> I, if you want to be like the thing we always do. If, if, uh, if you guys want to make sense, then yeah, go ahead. Start using logic and reasoning. If you're going to start using the things I actually said yeah. against me. That was the best. Like, you started playing the number one in the bone. I could see the bone and I just make eye contact. Like, Wait, <laughs> this is not what, how math works. <laughs> um, so are we doing? Okay, so honorable mentions? Sure, yes. Um, 
So I left out I, I left out John Patrick Mason and Jim Malone for the reasons I explained to you guys. Um, I'm going to put Draco from Dragonheart. Um, sure. I'm going to put. Um, I, I won't say all of them because there's not that many for everybody to say. I'll just pick. I'll just pick two. Um, and then I'll, I'm going to take it back to uh, to high school, and I'm going to put uh, William Von Baskerville from The Name of the Rose. Oh, such a great! That's on my honorable <laughs> mentions. I love that movie. Yeah, man, monks, what a great monks movie. and murder mystery. I'm in. I'm all, I'm all aboard for this. Um, and I won't say the other ones because I know one of them the bonus probably got because we just mentioned it. <laughs> all right, the bonus. What do you got for honorable mentions? Um, like I said, I do have Alan Quartermain and yeah. honorable mentions because yeah. we're looking at the role specifically. And I do think that he did a great job as Alan Quartermain in League yeah. of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, and I had, uh, of course from Highlander. And then my only other one is, uh, Daniel Dravitt from the man who would be King. That's oh. another one I had on my list. Um, <laughs> I, I love that movie. I'm a huge fan of Rudyard Kipling works and they did a spectacular job translating this into a film him and, and um, Michael him Caine. and Michael Caine. Yeah. That's, I mean, you can't, it, it was, it's an untouchable duo. So yeah, I, I love the man who would be king. Uh, okay. So from the ones that have not been mentioned, uh, I'm going to mention uh, major general Roy Urquhart from a bridge too far. Uh, it is uh, just one of my favorite war movies. Uh, and uh, Connery is just this stoic, uh, Scottish, uh, you know, major general, and he's just fantastic. It's it's a great movie. It's yeah. a long one. It's uh, it's like just under three hours. Uh, but uh, fuck, worth the watch. <laughs> right on. Uh, I I have uh Sean Connor, uh, in Rising oh, from Rising Sun from Rising Sun. Nice. Uh, with Wesley Snipes. Yeah. With bro. yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot about that one. So yeah, John John Connor from uh from Rising Sun. Uh and then uh King Richard from Robin Hood uh Prince of Thieves. Uh wasn't he in there for like five minutes? Hey, he fucking time time bandits was fucking picked. I could fucking pick <laughs> Go fucking pick yeah. King Richard. I, I I can't I can't comment. I, uh, and then he's no Richard Lewis. And then it's so funny. His mole doesn't keep moving. Uh, I have a mole. Uh, and then one of my favorite, and I, this is one of the movies. I think the only movie that would be changed if I were gonna change the movie would uh if it was gonna be so the honorable mention is finding forrester i fucking love that movie and his role as a shut-in as a super famous uh author um it just the whole movie is super touching uh pretty impressive uh, and then that end scene at the end is just chef's kiss bro i fucking love that um anyway so uh those are my honorable mentions so, uh, okay, I just I, I just need to throw out Robert Mac McDougall. I thought somebody would mention that from Entrapment. Uh, well, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't mention it because I thought it'd be, it might be somebody's number one. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, Entrapment. Uh, I got my first blowjob watching Entrapment. So uh, this will <laughs> forever hold a special place in my heart. And by heart, I mean penis. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 one that I had that would kind of be an honorable mention um, if I were doing full movies, not just roles, would be um, his part in Murder and Murder in, on the Orient Express. 
Uh, but it's just, he didn't steal the movie or anything, but it's just a great, great movie with him in it. Yeah, so that, you've, never, you've never seen to, it. You know, steal the yeah. movie with that one. Yeah. I didn't see the original one. I read the book uh, when I was in high school, uh, and then I saw the the re- the movie that came out like two years ago. Right? Oh, I didn't know they remade it. <coughs> what? Yeah, with Kenneth Branagh as Jerome. Yeah. Uh, oh. yeah. Very wow. good. It's a very well made movie. I just don't like the ending, neither in the book or in the movie. So. <laughs> <coughs> uh, all right. Anyways, so let's go on to uh, for real this time. Round one. This is your last chance. <laughs> After this, there is no turning back. Do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. All right. Number one's Jeffrey. So to surprise people, because I came late to this party, um, very late to this party, and that I've only watched these movies in the last, like, two and a half, three years, my number one is actually going to be James Bond. That is also my number one. Um, I, I, I watched them a couple movies growing up. I was never really into them. And then I think it was, actually, I think it might have even been last year. I think I told Dave, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch all the James Bond movies. I, I, I never really, like, I knew little bits from them here and there. And I was like, I'm going to watch them. Tell me the order. What's the order I need to watch them? And he gave me the order, and I watched all of them, and I absolutely, uh, you know, fell in love with the movies super late in life. Is there a different order? Is there a different order than the than the way they came no, out? No, he just, he, wa- he wanted the chronological order. Okay. Because when you're, when you're looking at iTunes, it lists them alphabetically. Oh, okay. And I mean, I know like Connery was like in seven of them, but I didn't know if there was a specific order to watch them in or what. But Connery, Connery is James Bond. I mean, to me, after watching all of them, I know Neary disagrees, but he's, to me, my, the, the, oh, the best. I've only seen, I've only seen one, I've, I've only seen one Connery Bond movie. And it, according, to oh, okay. da- according to David, it was the worst one. Uh, oh, you saw I, Live and Let Die? The one in no, that one's Roger Moore. The one in oh, yeah, uh, the bad. one he's in the one he's in Vegas. I just heard worse Bond movie. No, no, oh, uh, Vegas is Diamonds Are Forever. Diamonds yeah, Are I, Forever. Oh, yeah. I do think that's his worst one. Yeah, so uh, I've only seen one Connery Bond, and uh, and David. After I watched it, Connery and David was like, "That's the worst one you could have watched." I'm like, "Oh, well, sorry. Yeah. All right, never mind then." Uh, and also, it's the conclusion of of uh, of the Blofeld. You did tell me that. You did tell me that. Yeah. Uh, but it, you know, it's funny because I did the same thing with Star Trek, where I was like, "I've only seen Nemesis," and David was like. Like, that's the worst the, one. The, the that's the worst one, <laughs> the worst the worst one to fucking one. watch. <laughs> there's, but there's one where they literally go back in time to find whales, and it's better than Nemesis. <laughs> Not only is it better, it's exponentially better. That's one of the best ones. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I seem to do that. And I just, again, it's just random. I was like, I'll watch this one. And he's in Vegas. What can I, I was just, uh, and then. Um, but it's, it's not bad. I, I don't think it's it's bad by, by any stretch of the imagination, but. I mean, it, you're not talking about from Russia with love or, or yeah. gold. right, right. You know. it, and and you know, with with Connery, the the what he brought to the character because it, it's very different. Like you see, like watch like a Daniel Craig where he's like all action oriented. Sean Connery gave him gave gave that character that debonair, that suaveness, but at the same time, he's still dangerous. And and to me, some of the best one liners are from Sean Connery's. Uh, James oh, Bond, like like absolutely. when Pussy Galore introduces him to herself, like I'm Pussy Galore, and he's like, I must be dreaming. Like he just looks, <laughs> I must be dreaming. Well, it goes all the way back to the first one when he's being chased um, by um, by Doctor Knows Men uh, up to um, the the house of the the, the chick who's going to go bang, right? 
uh, and uh, and he he kind of runs them off the road. Uh, they were driving in a hearse, and and the guy who you know sees the accident happen pulls up next to him and goes, "What happened?" He goes, "I think they were on their way to a funeral." You know, it just that, you you get it right there from the beginning. He kind of I think um, starts shifting what we know of as an action hero ah. in, in with with James Bond. Uh, before then, action really only existed in westerns um, and uh, and and possibly war films, but war films were usually more dramas than anything else. So, so you really start to see this shift with him in the early '60s and lots of hand-to-hand combat, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, car chases, stuff that would go on to become like the standard. In, in the action movies that we enjoy today, we wouldn't have John Wick without Sean Connery as Bond. You know, it's a long way to get there. You know, we're talking about, you know, many decades in between, but it, it starts with him. Yeah. And I mean, this is when we were having the conversation about whether or not we were doing roles or individual films. I knew that James Bond was going to figure in. It was just going to be kind of where he fell. And if I had to pick one, like I, I knew that he was going to be in here. If I had had to pick one, I know that Goldfinger is probably the, the textbook answer, but I go from Russia with love. If I, if I've got to pick a Connery Bond film uh, from Russia with love was just, it, it was, it was spectacular. And I felt like it really encompassed, uh, everything that he could do as James Bond. It had, you know, him being suave. It had the smart ass one liners. It had just the right amount of action. And he did all of that so well. And you're right in the fact that everybody has take, you know, has their own take on Bond, but they all go back to the things that Sean Connery did. He laid all of that groundwork for a franchise that's what, 24? Four, 25 movies deep now right. um, counting them all and it, it's it's that role that's inescapable uh, from what, for what Sean Connery did throughout his entire career it, you know starting with Dr. No and, and going right up until the end we did what we said six or seven but um, um, yeah it's just he when I was growing up my parents bond was more and then I got, then I really liked Pierce Brosnan and I eventually went back and I still have a special heart place in my heart for Pierce Brosnan because yeah. my first was, uh, was Goldeneye. Right. But I will tell you that Brosnan is my favorite, but I think that Connery is the best James Bond is the way that I kind of fall back on it. And it's just because I feel like he was a little bit of everything. I feel like after, Sean Connery did Bond. Everybody had one element of Bond that they were really good at. I I feel he was the actor who fully encompassed um, a, you know, a more tongue in cheek version of William Fleming had in mind, but also just kind of right on the nose with what Ian Fleming had in mind. uh, Yeah. And then you've got, you've got um, like, and you only live twice. I think I texted Dave when I, when the first movie first started, He's in bed with the the Asian girl, and he's like, like I love. He, he's like, I love eating Chinese, but I get hungry an hour later or something like that. Like, what is this movie? What is, what is happening already? Oh man, yeah, Sean Connery, dude. He he created that framework for Bedham and Dedham, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like, just... Well, it's funny because I was gonna bring that up. Bobby Slayton, comedian Bobby Slayton, has that joke where he says. 
uh, growing up, Bond was my favorite superhero. He was like, he was literally fucking women who were trying to kill him. Do you understand how difficult yeah. that is? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and, and that, that's the best way to, to encompass Bond in general. I think, you know, any Bond, I think they all yeah. fucked women that, that they were trying to kill him. But, uh, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I haven't seen enough. I haven't, again, I only saw that one uh, as far as Sean Connery portrayal. I only saw that one. Um, and I actually thought it was okay. I, it's when I told David, he was like, that's not, no, don't do that. Go back. Oh, dude. Uh, okay. um, but uh, I, I didn't find it bad. I just, I'm like, oh, I, 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 you know, it was, it was fine. I thought it was, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. Um, I, I uh, enjoyed it, but I, I should go back and watch all of them. But uh, just like what, uh, what uh, Debona, I, I'm, Pierce Brosnan was my bond. Uh, so, but I'm also very okay with other people. Do, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not that dude that's like, yeah, there would never, you can't, this actor has to be like, I don't give a fuck. I, I, I like everybody yeah. who's played Joker and, and most people who've played Batman. So who the fuck cares? Like, it's James Bond is one of those iconic roles where you, you could just, you know, uh, as long as you plug yeah. in the right person, it works, you know? Uh, I, I don't think that they've had a, a, a bad actor portray Bond. Um, each one has kind of latched on to, uh, like you said, to Bond, a certain facet of Bond. Um, and I think that the two that have gotten um, the closest to what Ian Fleming had in mind um, is, is Sean Connery and, um, and, and, Dalton? and, and uh, Daniel oh. Craig. Uh, Dalton is looks the most like yeah. Bond. Um, and, and he d certainly gets the darkness of Bond because Bond is a very dark and twisted character in the books, uh, much more than, than in the movies. And those two Dalton films really kind of show that. Um, but Connery, um, if, if he could have had the, um, uh, the edginess back in the 60s, that, and it was edgy then uh, for the time, but if he could have had the edginess that they give Daniel Craig today, I, I think that uh, it would have been... Uh, even more like the literary Bond, but, uh, but he, he was the first Bond I saw because my grandfather and I used to sit and watch his uh, his movies as a kid, and uh, and I saw him even before it was in that period where uh, the the Bond license was in limbo between Dalton and Brosnan. So I, I saw it before Goldeneye came out. Goldeneye, I had already seen, I think, all of the Bond movies up until that time. So I, I don't have that emotional connection to Brosnan that, that most people my age do. Can we just take a second to admire DeBono's dog and how fucking cool <laughs> yeah. dog oh, is? Yeah, oh man, he's gorgeous. He's, he's, I don't know, he's, he's feeling it right now. <laughs> I don't know, it's We recorded like 30 episodes this year, never seen his fucking dog. All of a sudden, he's like, are you guys talking about Bond? I love Bond. Bond is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you who my favorite is. <laughs> uh, all right, James Bond uh, is everybody's number one except mine. Uh, and then uh, we will talk about uh, my number one is, of course, that tabled it twice now is jim malone <laughs> from the untouchables yeah, man. uh you know again another mentor role that he played and uh very different than the other mentor roles that he played in the movies that i mentioned which uh the other mentor uh mentor roles uh that i had were the guy from medicine man and uh king arthur from first night <laughs> He's very different in this role. He's very different in the sense of, um, 
you know, just the the sheer brilliance of his acting, the the line delivery, uh, the iconic, you know, delivery of of his lines. He in a movie that has De Niro and Kevin uh, Kevin Costner, he has the most memorable scenes in that fucking movie. <clears throat> Uh, and uh, he has like you know that's pretty t- difficult to do. Like you're in a fucking De Niro movie, and yet you still have fucking scenes that people remember more so than De Niro. Um, I love everything about that movie, and including his role, uh, including how how he got Andy Garcia to get out of character to stop with the fucking bullshit, you know, paper answers or whatever the hell he called them, you know. And uh, he's like, "You're a Mick, right? You're a Mick," and he just like just <laughs> fucking push because he just wanted to see what he would do, you know. Like I just wanted to see what you'll do, and uh, he's like, "Oh, I like him." I like him, uh, yeah. but I, I I fucking love that. For a long time, Geekmore had uh, his his uh, his speech from Untouchables in the intro. If you go back a few years at geekbro.net, you can go back to the old episodes and you'll hear uh, Jim Malone saying like, "If you if you." Uh, if if you if he comes at you with a knife, you better come at him with a gun. If he comes at you with a gun, you better put him in a morgue. Like that's in the intro yeah. because it was so influential to me. Like that's one of the greatest uh, movie lines of all time. Uh, in my the opinion. Chicago way, man. The Chicago yeah. way, uh, which I thought was deep dish, but apparently fucking bullets. Who knew? <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, Jimmy Malone, dude. I just I love this dude. You guys have uh, two of you have had him on your list too, so I want to give you guys some time to talk about him too. But. Um, yeah. Nothing I haven't already said before, dude, about Jim Malone. So. Right. Well, and that, that's that's where I stand with you know he made my list of federal agents, and uh, so so I've, I've spoke my my piece about him. But I, I yeah, there was no way I was going to because I, I did the same thing as Jeff. It's like, well, maybe I don't need to mention him again. But you, you can't you can't <laughs> get away from just how damn good that role is. And you're right. I mean, the Chicago way, man. They put one of yours in the they put one of theirs in the morgue, like that whole thing. Like it's just it was so perfect and you're right in so many in so many of these in so many of these teacher roles like we we've established right he he does the mentor thing a lot but the way he comes at it from all the different angles and like you said this is a very different teacher role cuz he's taking he's making the straight-laced guy who's doing everything the right way learn to do it the good way you know like the way that's going to work and uh so yeah it's it's a it's a great pick, man, and it's 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 a spectacular role. Hearing hearing you mention that and you guys talking, I just kind of put two and two together. And Jim Malone is uh, John Patrick Mason. It's the, they're both the same character yeah. because he's getting the straight laced guy in Family Goodspeed and telling him, "Listen, <laughs> you don't always need to go. You can't go the straight way to get shit done. You've got to do it." And he and he he does the same kind of thing that like what Neri said with Andy Garcia's character where he's like, he, he messes with Stanley and he's like, you know, your bet, the whole your best line and all that stuff. It's very Jim Malone in the way that he was talking to Andy Garcia. So I, I can see now why I love both of those characters so much. I, again, I only, I didn't put them on my mouth just because I've talked about them so much because I absolutely adore them and I wanted to kind of spread out, but man, I, I mean, I love those characters. Jim Malone is just, he, he he might be the best role that 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 Sean Connery is, as an overall character did. But well, the Academy um, of uh, Motion Pictures agrees with him. Yeah, he, that yeah. was his only Oscar, right, for supporting actor. Yep. Yeah. He got robbed. 
look at all the other movies that he's done, and he's that's the only Academy Award that he has. Like that's just. A I mean, trash. how did they not pick him for Time Bandits and supporting? Right, for real. Did you not see supported him? Supported the hell and, out of that cast. Supported the hell out of it. Did, <laughs> did, did you not see him in fucking uh, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? You uh, <laughs> want the shit out of that. No, no, no. Honest question. Did you not see him? Because maybe you got up and you thought the movie was over. So yeah. you got up and Because it was, it was the end and I had to reach out to the bottom of my popcorn and I looked down. <laughs> and you uh, wouldn't it be fucked up if the guy who was nominating fucking that's this is not the way it works, but imagine there's one guy <laughs> that nominates actors and shit, and then he's just looking down on his popcorn and fucking Sean Connery pops up. He looks up and Sean Connery's gone. He's like, Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just moves on. Like uh, I didn't see him. All right. Um all right, so the, our number ones were James Bond, James Bond, James Bond, Jim Malone. Uh very interesting um final mountain here. Uh three of the four characters start with the letter j and the fourth one has the letter j as his last name so uh james bond jim malone john patrick mason and then dr jones senior those are the that's the final mountain and i found it uh, when i was writing it down i was like Wow, there's a lot of fucking J's in here, huh? This is, hey, Sean, you may want to play. A f- yeah. Maybe, maybe that was, uh, maybe that was how Sean Connery decided what roles he would take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave, did, you, enough, did yeah, you get a perfect are, are mountain? There enough letter J's in this role. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I got a perfect mountain. Fucking hey, that's been, it's been a long time. I think it's been yeah. well over a year since we've had somebody have a perfect mountain on our fucking on our list, right? That's a long time. Since dude. I've been, since I've been on here regularly, starting back in like February, nobody's had one. I know that for a fact. Yeah, there I'm you telling you, it's been a long time since we had a perfect mountain. I was gonna create like a sound effect for a perfect mountain, but since it happens so infrequently, I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm not gonna fucking make a sound effect for that. I mean, I'm, I got time to figure it out. Yeah, when are we gonna use that? <laughs> <laughs> this is way more useful. That'll be that day. Like that's way more useful <laughs> to have that. Um, yeah, uh, it's a fantastic. That's a fantastic list, man. That is. And I, I honestly think if you ask, if you just ask people to just off the cuff, hey, name me a couple, name me, name me some of your favorite Sean Connery roles. Those are going to be the people you're going to hear the most anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of uh, 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 just in the sheer, just for the sheer. Nothing against Dave. I'm just saying. Just for, I, I wish there was like a, a deep cut in in the final mountain. I know it wasn't gonna happen because nobody. The whole point of deep cuts is not everybody fucking uh, thinks of them. But um, uh, kids, uh, to the listeners, go check out the fucking the other movies, man. Go check out Medicine Man. Go check out uh, First Night. Go uh, check out Time Bandits. I have to go check out Time Bandits, not because of Sean Connery, not or not just because of Sean Connery, <laughs> but I've never seen it. And every time I watch the Goldbergs and in Adam's room, there's a poster of Time Bandits. Like I always go, fuck, I gotta watch Time yeah. Bandits. Um, Share. Should the family share be a yep. Yeah, yeah. And kids, go watch Highlander. It's kid friendly. Yeah. <laughs> go watch Highlander. Everybody that, watch that, Highlander. That interrogation like, like is very PC. Yeah, the interrogation scene, super PC. Super holds PC. Up, super well. It holds up. It holds up, people. Uh, go watch it. If you get offended easily, go watch an interrogation scene. I looked up that, yeah, yeah. that dude, the guy that plays the actor, and he was yeah. in Star Trek. And he was in Star Trek. He was in a couple different Star Trek shows. Uh, and then he died. The and then he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he died, 
uh, he was actually in Star uh, shooting Star Trek during like that um, uh, earthquake that shook uh, the Bay Area during the World Series. Remember that? And they oh, sent yeah, everybody. Yeah. Ho- they sent everybody home immediately. And he actually went home in fucking full costume and full alien costume. Um, but I can't get. And I know this is morbid, but it's just one of those things where he died at a, such a young age. I was like, I wonder where he died of. Nowhere on the fucking internet does it say how he died. Oh, I thought you were about to tell me that he died in the earthquake in full alien costume. I know. And then they excavated his house, and there he was. That's still dressed like a Romulan. A way better story, dude. Way better story. <laughs> like, I oh, all three of us were on the edge of our seats like, oh my God, he fucking died dressed like a Romulan. Yeah, that would have been so much. That's what I thought when I was reading it. They were like, and they sent him home in the fucking costume. I'm like, let's fucking read up on this story. And then uh, I couldn't find it. Um... Yeah, all right. That's our final mountain. James Bond, Jim Malone, uh, John Patrick Mason, and the uh, Dr. Jones Sr. Tor and Dr. Jones. Uh, so make sure you guys check that out. Am I the only one that watches Big Bang? Apparently so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, did a, they did a nerd song uh, where um, two of them combined. Uh, they did a song called uh, Thor and Dr. Jones. Where uh, Doctor Jones gets gets the hammer and is and then but in and and in his and his accent his Indian accent he says Tor so he's Tor and Doctor it just goes on and on about Tor and Doctor Jones and it's so fucking it makes me laugh uh, super catchy all right man that's our mountain make sure to check out uh, the podcast uh, if you are listening to us now you can watch us on YouTube uh, the YouTube uh, usually comes up two or three days after the uh, the audio version comes up. If uh, you're listen, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, you can listen to us. If you want to, I don't know why, but you could go ahead and listen to us. Audio version uh, available on GeekBro.net, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and the Helium Podcast Network. Uh, available at Helium uh, Comedy. Uh, so check that out. Uh, and wherever podcasts are found, uh, make sure you check out uh, the other podcasts that we have on the GeekBro Network, including What You Got, which Daniel DeBone is also on there. Available at GeekBro.net. Also available. Uh, uh, on geekbro.net is better let me tell you and uh, the what's up bro podcast um, so thank you very much for checking us out my comedy is at narysigns.com or what was his name.com I, I forget that I, I gotta look at the camera for, for this shit um, anyways so thank you guys for checking us out that's how lists are made excellent <laughs>